love Michigan sports. Red Wings, Lions, Tigers, Pistons, Michigan, Michigan State, and the list goes on. And you love beer. Love beer. Who doesn't? What if we mixed the two together? my sports we'll talk everything michigan sports like only we do and then we'll down our fair share of beer from a local brewery grading the beer throughout the episode so pop a cold one on your end and we'll get busy on ours this is the state of my sports and this is episode 179. We're recording live on November 1st. I think November 2022. So much to unpack in the Michigan State game and post game, really. Uh, we'll talk about. We'll start with that, um, then talk a little bit about the playoff rankings. Maybe if we have time, we'll see. We got a lot to talk about for this Michigan State game. I don't know if you guys know, but something big happened um, after the game. So we're going to talk about that. Um, and then we talk about the Lions loss along with the coach firing. I want the TJ Hawkinson trade. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, we will make our picks against the spread in our bettinghero.com segment. And of course, we will drink and review some Michigan craft beer. If you're joining us live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or Twitch, let us know what you're sipping on tonight and be part of the conversation. Man, there's a lot to talk about. We want to know what, what you guys think. So we lost Facebook feed last week, so we didn't get a whole lot of comments, and I get why. But hopefully that doesn't happen again this week. So uh, before we jump in, I did want to give a quick shout-out to our sponsors to help keep this thing rolling and free for our listeners. The Hops Brewing Company and Cafe is the official brewery of State of My Sports, and BettingHero.com helps us and you get the best promotions available in the sports betting world. I am Sam Waldart. With me today, we got Micah Smith. Yo. And John Dornboss is back. He was gone last week. But, man, you were at the game. Live action. Live action. When was the last time you were at a game before? before the, the, uh, the last Michigan game was against Wisconsin a few years ago when both were ranked in the top ten. Jordan Lewis made that interception. It happened right in front of us. We had really great seats. We bought from an alumni down there the yeah. day of the game. And that was wild. Um, this was a little bit different wild. Yeah. Um, that was also a very boring game. That was a low-scoring game. <laughs> yeah, low-scoring game. Was, like, was, was it 14 to 10 or something? Yeah, 14 some, to 9, something yeah, dumb something like that. Crazy. <clears throat> it was a one-possession game the entire game. And that catch was sick. And that interception was, I mean, you see T-shirts at games with that logo yeah. on it. Um, yeah, I mean, something that I'll, I'll always remember that one. For sure. Just like this game, I mean, the rivalry game. Never been to a Michigan-Michigan State game, uh, so it was nice to see a, a loaded crowd of a blue. few opposing fans, yeah, but mostly mostly uh, navy blue in the, in, the, in the seats. We do know of one that was there, well, our special guest last week. Yeah, Ryan. Ryan, yeah. yeah. He was going to go to the game, we know that, so hopefully he had fun for at least watching them lose, I for, guess. For I hope he enjoyed bit, right? the game. I hope he had fun. He was going with his yeah. dad, right? Yeah, he was going his dad, with his dad. His brother or sure. something like that, maybe? Yep. Just dad? I don't know. Um, yeah, but uh, shout-outs to Ryan. Thanks thanks for filling in last week. That was that was really nice. But, Micah, you're back again. How, how are you, man? Good week? Good week, baby. Yeah, home run. Oof. Is that, was that gone? He doesn't even know. Oh, my gosh. Oh, he does know now. Four to nothing. Oof. 
Hickey. Houston's got some work to do. Yeah, they do. Sorry, interrupted you. No. Good week? Yeah. Yeah, how about you? Doesn't get much. I mean, when Michigan beats Michigan State, that's, that so, helps. <laughs> makes my life yeah, but very nice. <laughs> this is the exact opposite of what I wanted on Monday. Into, like, I want to talk about the game. I wanted Michigan State fans to be taking their medicine. Obviously, we're going to get into what happened and all that stuff here soon. But it's just not the way I wanted this week to start out with this Post hate week, you know what I mean? I could not agree more. Because I I was happy until uh, 3 a.m., I think, when I left. (laughs) Yeah, about that, right? (laughs) It was a a late night dancing in the garage. I'm sure our neighbors just hate me right now. They won't. Oh, they hate all of us for sure. I'm going to blame you guys for that one. Oh, that's fine. I wasn't wasn't here, so they don't don't hate me. that's a great point. (laughs) Um, No, but... I'm glad you had fun at the game, but we had we had a really good time too. Oh, I bet, yeah. I mean, the tailgate was obviously like one of the highlights of the day, for sure. and the game just turned a little boring there for a while. Yeah. Um, things really slowed down, especially on one side of the ball for one particular <laughs> yeah. team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, it was a great day, perfect day for a college football game oh, too. Dude, I'm beautiful. sure it was nice here, just like it was down there. Yep. I'll uh, take that all day, every can't, day. Can't beat it. One point I was sweating. I'm yeah, like, oh, right? man, this is nuts. But then as soon as you got out of that stadium, it chilled right down yeah, for I you. Bet. Um, but it was a good time. Yeah, man. Good, good. Um, let's ju- let's talk about what we are drinking tonight. Um, we are drinking from Oddside Ales. Shout out to uh, listener Tyler. He came over and watched the game with us, um, and he brought this one. He goes, hey, I know you like caramel. Bean flicker. Sweet. Caramel. Caramel? Caramel? I would say caramel. Would you say caramel? I would I, say caramel. You would? I would. I I think there's a couple of different ways to spell it though. That's oh, there that's are? caramel. I think you can spell caramel like caramel. You know how you? Oh, I didn't know that the spelling it. was I, different. I think. Whoa, that's news to me. I had no clue. Did you know that? Am I right or wrong? Oh, <laughs> I feel like. I don't know. Honestly. Hang on. You do your thing. All right. So we're drinking bean flicker caramel from odds caramel. From Oddside Ales, which is in uh, Grand Haven, Michigan, right? Am I correct on that one? Yes. Yep. Look at that. I, I just know these things now. I don't even have to look. Um, but what it is, it's their original coffee blonde ale, complemented by a smooth flavor of caramel. Caramel. I'm just going to say caramel. I'm sorry. I'm just going <laughs> to do it. Um, it is 4.5% alcohol by volume. No IBUs. Obviously, being a, a coffee blonde, you're not going to get like any bitter in there but so far i mean i had one of these la- on the saturday yeah this is good it's good this is a good beer well it, it fits what i really like so I, I i don't know i'm really excited about it there's something about being wrong i love being wrong you know yeah you just get you don't you, think know, it's you, you, you teach yourself things and i spelled caramel wrong for so many years i just figured it out you thought it was like carmel yeah like car I, mel tucker i I knew, <laughs> I knew that or Carmel, you could spell Carmel A-L-L. like yeah, that. C A R A. Wow. The so it's, of times it's, it's spelled, spelled it the same way no matter what. It's just how you pronounce it. Then. Yeah. Tomato, tomato. Is that what it is? Kind of. We're not calling the whole thing off. We got a lot to talk about. My high school education is showing. But um, we're going to get into this and we'll let you guys know at the end of the episode how it is. I'm sure it's going to be great. Shout out, Tyler. Drinking craft beer, having fun, and talking sports in the state of Michigan. You're listening to State of My Sports. 
Still no update on the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe, but as soon as we hear something, we will let you know. But we're going to jump into the Michigan-Michigan State game. Michigan dominated State at the Big House on Saturday night, 29-7, uh, with it really not even being that close, I think. Uh, Michigan's run offense and run defense controlled the game with 267 rushing yards to Michigan State's 37, um, which... What? <laughs> 267 rushing yards to 37, which allowed Michigan to control really? the clock 40 minutes and 33 seconds to 19 minutes and 27 seconds. Look. Oh. Ew. I, I, <laughs> it was just the, a complete domination other than the score. Like, you put these numbers, and we're going to get into them here. You put these numbers in, in front of somebody, they're going to be like, oh, what was that, like a 45 to nothing game, 45-7, 45-10? Like, what are we looking at here? Unfortunately, right. it wasn't. We'll get into those reasons why. Um, real quick, I wanted to compare... Oh, sorry. Michigan State did enter the second quarter up 7-3, but Michigan scored 26 straight points with Corum having two touchdowns and then four four other Jake Moody field goals right between those two touchdowns, which led to the 29-7 win. Um, The quarterback comparison, Peyton Thorne went 17 of 30 for 215 yards, a touchdown and an interception. J.J. went 15 of 25 for 167 yards and a touchdown. Um, the receiving leaders, uh, Keon Coleman had a, had a great game. We got to talk about that. A lot of fifty-fifty balls. That I think Thorne threw up there, um, and and you know Keon Coleman was was the guy that took took care of it. He had five catches for one hundred fifty-five yards and a touchdown. Jaden Reed only seventeen yards. I think he was kind of a a focal point. I think for Michigan's defense to not let him beat them. Um, four catches for seventeen yards. Uh, that was pretty good. Uh, tight end Luke Schoonmaker for the Wolverines uh, led the way with five catches and 70 yards, and wide receiver Ronnie Bell had four catches for 53. One catch each for Cornelius Johnson and Roman Wilson. Nothing too exciting there. I mean, that's a little disappointing in, in my in my opinion. Um, real quick, uh, what is it? the first one? Is not two things, right? What does that say? Oh, she's talking about caramel and caramel. Is that what's going on there? Uh, maybe. Sure. Anyways, Carrie is drinking 70 plus. It's a West Coast IPA from Old Nation Brewing Company. I love They Old don't Nation. ever put out bad beer. No, they don't. I don't think I've, have I ever had that one. If I remember right, it's like the, it looks the same, but then it has a green 70 and a plus on it. Is that correct, Carrie? Let me know if I'm, I'm right on that. But Where's Old Nation? Uh, Lansing area, I believe. Okay. Is it? I was going to say like Bridgman or something, but that's probably the other six breweries that we always do. <laughs> um, anyways, rushing leaders, Corum, an absolutely incredible game. 177 yards on 33 carries and a touchdown um, on the ground and one through the air. Uh, JJ had 50 yards uh, on, on seven carries, which that's back-to-back games with him getting 70 or 50-plus rushing yards. That's nice to see. Uh, that we've been, We were calling for it earlier on. We're like, why isn't he running? Why isn't he doing it? And he's starting to. Um, I think that's a good thing to see, especially against Penn State, Michigan State, um, leading into the, you know the, the the tough part of the schedule here. Um, it's nice to see. They, what do you guys think of the game so far? I Sorry. feel I feel like some of those runs came at clutch times too. Yeah. I feel like some of them were third down runs or second and long runs that kept drives moving. Um, it's good to see. Him like check down options too because yeah. he was looking multiple ways before making those runs. I know there was one down by 
the red zone that looked to be pretty designed run. Yeah, yeah. But when they're stacking the box thinking Blake Corum's getting the rock every single time, you got to take advantage and pull that string every now and then. So it's good to see him use his legs. He didn't seem to go extra yardage to put his body at risk yep, I would he agree made with that. he made good calls on getting down or getting out of bounds. i think jj had just a good game in general solid like, did, game he didn't light the world on fire obviously with only what 100 what did i say 157 yards Is that 60 what it was? Yeah, 167 yards that's not anything to get excited about um but he, he's he's clutch yeah and he made a couple other really good throws one was a couple drop passes. Look, his accuracy wasn't that great, I don't think. I think yeah. he was missing him by a little bit. But catchable balls yep. and a uh, few drops that hurt him. And I think like, one that barely touched the ground for, for Ronnie Bell, that would have been a huge play. Yeah, that one was under review, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it was originally called a catch, and then I think they switched it or something along those yep. lines. Um, it's He makes it look easy, I think, at times. But I do want to see more downfield. I want to see Cornelius Johnson. I want to see... Um, uh, Roman Wilson get involved. It needs to happen. These guys have gone all year being like never getting looks. It feels like you know yeah. what I mean. Like these guys are gonna have you know less than twenty catches. I think in this football season, that's just insane to me. I know at the game they kept throwing up the statistics as the game was unfolding, but it still surprises me to see fifteen for twenty five. I didn't think he threw the ball twenty five times. Yeah, I didn't think there were fifteen catches on the field. You yeah. know, but it was a run heavy game. Um, but Luke Schoonmaker, man, he had Dude. had himself a day, mm-hmm. and man, that's a good security blanket to have, um, as well as like Edwards too out of the backfield, yeah. and kind of lined up a little bit in the slot, running him around. Yeah, um, yeah, it was it was a good quality start to finish game for him. Yeah, Edwards obviously had, the had, box score doesn't reflect had anything. Had three catches for thirty eight yards. Yeah. So I mean that's a, a really nice piece of the puzzle there yep. when when you're doing that. Um and they also got the, the the freshman tight end involved. I don't think he got a I think he actually dropped one, if I remember correctly. What is it? Love something? Colston Loveland. Yeah, Loveland. Um he dropped one, but I think like seeing him out on the field is, is a nice step in the right direction, especially yeah. with all oh, out. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what, what were your thoughts about the game overall, Mike? I don't want to get too far into it because we got to jump into the no, that's... the other stuff. But um, just over what I've been saying here, I I think overall, you know, on the offensive side, disappointing. Um, yeah. you know, as far as I I get it's a rivalry game, but you, you expect more on on paper when you look at those two teams. You go, okay, you know, I I want you know, another, probably another seven or another 14 really is what you wanted to see. And you wanted to see a bit more balanced action, some, some better, you know, down the field looks for some receivers. Cause it, it really yeah. wasn't a whole lot. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just resonating what you guys have already talked about, but I just, the defense, I think we oh have, my yeah. So, word. so they weren't, so for MSU, uh, Berger led the way with nine carries but only 17 yards, and Collins led the team with 22 rushing yards on 22 carries. I don't think that's right, 22 carries. That doesn't sound right. Sorry about that. Maybe 12. Type, probably 12, yeah. I get so, it. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> nine carries for 17 yards for your, your guy that's supposed to be the, you know, the Kenneth Walker <laughs> replacement. Like, it's just so funny to, to think about the fact that they thought they were just going to reload at that position with <laughs> – with what Walker brought. Um, Collins, seven touches. Seven carries. Okay, so I wasn't even close on that one. What was I thinking there? Um, but just, I mean, it was absolutely, the defense is playing incredible football. Absolutely incredible. 
And now, look, it's, it's Michigan State. I don't want to get too excited about it because they are uh, just as bad offense as they are defense, and I think people kind of forget that side of it. Extremely um, uh, less superior team. Yeah, <laughs> but we were told heading in from state fans after state, hey, it's you throw the records out the window. You do this. It's like You never know what's going to happen. Uh, we've been in this spot before. Well, <laughs> you got your butt handed to you, so this time. Um, but – it's not a bash Michigan State podcast. I don't want to like go up the the wrong alleyway and get beat by a oh, state no. fan or something. That's, that's you know? raw fair. Uh, no, exactly. So uh, total yards, real quick. And then we'll get into really the the biggest part of of this conversation. Um, to, uh, team totals. So you had total yards four forty three to two fifty two. Uh, Michigan State did outpass Michigan at 215 to 167, but the rushing yards that we already said, absolutely crazy, 276 to 37. Yards per play, 5.7 to 4.8. First downs, 27 to 11. Third down efficiency, 9 of 16 for Michigan, 2 of 11 for Michigan State, and also went 1 for 4 on fourth down, while Michigan went 1 and 1. Total play, 78 to 53. Punts, 4 to 1. Just incredible. Domination without the turnover, the very first drive I think that Michigan Cornelius had. Cornelius Johnson. Johnson fumbled that ball. That was um, rough. That was that was a little scary there. Yeah, especially when Michigan State took the lead afterwards. It was just like oh boy, um, but Michigan took over and and took control of this game. World class kicking. Um, yeah, Moody is is unreal. That guy, I, I think he might be a Lions draft pick. And <laughs> he was nowhere near. Either of the uprights, like he, I mean, split, everything was right down the middle. Yeah. And, um, that was kind of neat to see. Like it was, oh my, that's good. Just clutch. Uh, and yeah, again, I think it comes down to the fact that they only punted the ball once. Mm -hmm. That's the the story of the ball game. I know the score was a little low, but it could have been really, really ugly. Yeah. Had we not had Jake Moody on our team, yeah, I think that speaks into the confidence of the coaching staff too. I mean, special he's, teams. He's made some long field goals. Yeah, I mean, punting the ball, we're pretty decent at that too. Yeah. I feel like, especially with coverage, and um, so yeah, I don't know. To see him go perfect, that was nice. It's yeah. like, oh, at least he's not like shanking a couple, and then that that makes the well, game that much more interesting. Yeah, look, Changes the momentum when you can finish out a drive. Yep, you're not gonna in, in, moving towards like the future and in the big game against Ohio State and hopefully the playoffs and maybe Illinois being a, a tough game like we'll see you're not going to win games by kicking field goals no but if you have a very good kicker you're not going to lose games because of missed field goals and I think that's a very big important that's important in college football because college football is crazy you guys you get people shanking the easiest field goals like Texas for example if they didn't yeah. shank that field goal to end the first half against Alabama we'd be looking at two losses for Alabama so it's like that type of thing is so important to have. Again, I don't expect to to go in the way our way the way this this team is in the red zone and, and go in and, and beat Ohio State at this point. But field goals are so important. And making forty five to fifty five yard field goals consistently, that's where you're gonna, you know, put put points on the board and not leave empty drives. You know what I mean? That's really important. And in this type of game, what do you have? Five field goals? <laughs> it's it sucks. I hate that's a terrible stat to have, but at the same time, you you love it. You love that you have something like that. He made a very long one. Also. Yeah, his career career high I think it was fifty four or something. No, is that yep. right? Yeah. So, yep. Um, but really, what, what the the biggest part is is after the game. I think we're gonna jump to that. We'll try to talk a little bit more about the game. I think and what it meant for Michigan, 
what it means for Michigan State moving forward. Well, we got to talk about what happened in the tunnel post game. So we do have some videos, and I hope this goes uh, the way we want for people that are watching live. And, and for the people that are listening, we'll try to kind of describe it. We also got some sound here. Um, but if you haven't already seen the videos, they're all on the on, online. You can find them. I don't know. If, it, it's absolutely insane. But this first one here that we got, I'm, I'm going to hit my button here. So we got that there. You can hit play. And so what we're looking at here, and just kind of let it play. So to start is you have um, this guy in the orange. It's circled in, in green. Uh, completely and purposely bumps Harbaugh. Um, this is new to me. Like, I just saw this for the first time. That's an uh, interesting part of of the whole thing. But this is kind of what starts the whole um, melee, if you will, because on the other side, you got number one skipping up. What was his name? McDougal? Is it McDonald? McDougal. <laughs> Jaden McBurrows. McBurrows. <laughs> one or the other. Um, McDonald's. Uh, he's literally skipping into the middle of, of the Michigan State team as they're going up the tunnel. Now, why, why he did it, or I don't need to get into any of that. I don't think that's important right now. Um, basically, he put himself in a, in a bad situation, and as, as we kind of see here as we get going um, to the next video, John, if you can, it, it gets uglier, you know, Um and this is basically him getting beat up. It's ugly. So now on on multiple accounts from what has been talked about from what people have seen in the tunnel and it getting relayed to the outside world is that that was Jaden McBurrows getting beat up. Jumped basically, kicked when he's on the ground. That was him helping actually Jamon Green. Oh, is it? Okay, I did not hear that. You didn't? I did not know that side of it. So Jamon Green was the first one down that tunnel amongst other player and personnel from Michigan State. And I I, I want to say it's fairly true. I mean, what Javon Green does after every home game at Michigan is he runs down that tunnel to see his dad. His dad is apparently a truck driver in Texas. He drives up to Michigan for all of his games. And with him driving to and from Texas – he doesn't have a lot, whole lot of time, given it's usually a Sunday afternoon, especially this Sunday night. Mm -hmm. So that that man runs to see his dad every single time in that tunnel. He is he is knowingly the first one in that tunnel every single game. Every game. Every single game. Okay, I, so, so, I didn't know that. I think that's good to know, and I didn't know that that was McDowell's McBurrows. Jaden McBurrows. That that is allegedly him getting basically completely manhandled after he tried to help Jamon Green get away or something get away from the mobbing that was happening mm -hmm. now so that that's the story yeah. as of as it stands right now yeah and and look I, I no matter what was said what was done like Michigan is at fault like yeah they ran in there and and those two players specifically ran into a group and and they're whether they're looking for trouble on purpose or not, they're they're putting themselves in a very very 
tough spot. You know what I mean? And they could have avoided everything by not doing this. I agree with all of those things. Um, people that are saying that Michigan has, has zero fault of this, I think, are a little wrong in, 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 to a certain extent. Um, because, again, if they didn't run in there, it, it wouldn't have happened. But the Jermon Green, the, so that's news to me, the that he runs there with his dad, um, to, or to see his dad. And let's do a quick video about what happened to, to Jermon Green here. Because this is, so it's a little bit slower. I don't know if this guy describes it. Do you remember, Micah? Go ahead and hit play on it and see what goes on. Um, but you can kind of see, it, it, it pauses and stuff on its own. So just kind of let it go. But you can see Windman with his helmet off, right? Puts it on. And Jermon Green's right behind him. And the, basically you can see some punches thrown by Windman. Uh, Green has his helmet off. And then another MSU Spartan player there uh, is obviously hitting him with his helmet in the head, it looks like, in the shoulder. Beating him, Miles Garrett style. <laughs> is, that, is that fair to say? I mean, he's literally beating yeah. him with his helmet. Um, and it's... It's it's disgusting. It really is. And no matter what was said, what was done, that nothing should happen. That should never happen. And that is a complete failure on those specific Michigan State players' fault, in, in my opinion. It's a weapon. It is. It's a weapon at the end of the day. It's not on the field of play, so don't tell me that it has something to do with the game and excuse the actions by throwing the player out and giving him a penalty right yeah um it's 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 disgusting in a it lot is of ways. it is uh grotesque to, to see mm -hmm. i didn't hear any of this until sunday morning when i woke up yeah right on the way back i had two people riding with me and one person said oh uh who's the wide receiver that also wears number one anthony uh andrew that, yeah, anthony that's andrew anthony yeah. yeah yeah and uh they thought it was him yeah, because all they could really see was the number one on the jersey. Like, yeah. oh, he's getting in a, um, a, an altercation with some Michigan State players on the way up to the tunnel. That's all I heard, like, Saturday night driving back. Mm -hmm. huh. um, so to wake up Sunday and see it and all see over it national all yeah, uh, news and media. Um, so some of these angles I haven't really gotten a chance to dissect or, like, really see too much. I'm, I was mostly concerned with what the coaches had to say. Maybe yeah. we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah, we will. Um, but, yeah, this angle right here, I mean, that's enough to yeah, yeah. Make, yep. you, make you have a pretty so, strong opinion one way or the other. The, yep. The next video we have here, so we had, obviously, Winman <laughs> part of the scrum. Um, let's see what he said after the post game here. Somebody asked, did you see the scuffle? And he clearly uh -uh. said, uh-uh. What do you... You just... You were Come literally on. a part of it. Someone asked you from a media standpoint, and you know everyone's going to see it. Yeah. Did, did you see the scuffle? And you said, no. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Well, I mean, technically he said, uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> so that could just be like um, a speech impediment. Yeah. It could be a Tourette. Um... <laughs> It could be a, a urban dictionary phrase that kids are using nowadays. Yeah. It might be the new uh what's yeah. up? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm I'm not true. I'm I'm not uh trying to give this guy any opportunities yeah. at uh pulling a card out here. It's it's uh that's a bad look, man. Yeah, it really is. And the fact that 
I, I'm shocked that he was sent to the podium after this. After, I'm sure they discussed exactly what happened and got to the bottom of at least a little bit of it. Like, you're not going to have the whole story, obviously, but don't send anybody to the podium until you know who is part of it, what is known, because you're putting this guy in a really tough situation to lie. Because yeah. he's not going to say, yeah, I actually hit a guy, um, I punched him, I sucker punched him, and then held him back so uh, the other guy over here could hit him with his helmet. Like, he's not going to say something like that. So, like, I get the lying side of it, but it's just weird to me that they didn't get to the bottom of this and they're sending players to the podium without knowing the story. Because if Mel Tucker knows this side of the story, there is no way he should ever put him in that situation. No. What do you think of his body language, though? Do you think his body language is, like, screaming, like, I just kind of lied or, like, I don't really care. I'm not going to get in trouble. I... I don't. I think like, he's which uh, which player in the video answered the question on the left the or on the, the right? Left. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, he does look a little bigger than um, maybe that guy <laughs> on the uh, right he's, there. Uh, quite jacked. Who, who is yeah. the one on the right? Is that Xavier Henderson or no? I think so. I think that's what it said. In the um, which Xavier Henderson was part of people trying to break it up, from what I've heard and seen on, on some of the videos, which okay. is um, nice good to for, see. Yeah, good for him. Um, good solid team. I really there. like him, um, but. Uh, what's the what's the next one? Right, what right what here? whatever happened to the famous Drew Rosenhaus? Next question, you know, like if <laughs> if these kids don't know to like deflect that, yeah, then right. they're not going to class. That these classes and courses they take in college, student athletes that have to talk to the press yeah. have to like talk. You know, it's a uh, probably a communications one hundred and one or intro to right. athletics or something uh, at a Big Ten university, but. Just uh, yeah, like you said, like blatantly lying, and yeah. then just not trying to like let things play out. Yeah. You know? Before so, before you move on to the other one, sorry, can you go back and just can you scroll down to the the higher speed video of these this? Nope, up that one right there. Yeah. This one. Yeah, like how fast this is happening in these whips with the helmet. Like this is a violent, violent act. It is absolutely insane. Um, but what were you no, saying, Micah? No. When you see Jacoby Winman put his helmet back on, it's like, I don't know, to me that's like, hey, I'm ready for war. Let's let's beat the crap out of him. He's not going to get a lick on me because I got Some my helmet, helmet on. on. Yeah. Like, dude, that, that is so bad. It's such a terrible look. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, it really is. Maybe so, that's why he said, uh-huh, because, uh, or uh-uh, because his uh, yeah. face mask got in the way. <laughs> Does he wear a shield? Too dark yep. of a yeah. shield or no? Yep. Only um, works under the lights. Well, obviously, this is stemming from a couple weeks ago um, when the the peanut butter and jelly gate, I think, is what they're calling it, with at, at Penn State or against Penn State, I should say, where there was a little bit of a scuffle at halftime, um, where James Franklin's team was throwing peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and Michigan wasn't going to the locker room, and he was complaining about it. Harbaugh was saying, "I got more to worry about," but. And this is fairly new news that's coming out, but if you go to the next one here. So this is the halftime report um, by, I don't know her name, I'm sorry. I should probably give her credit, but let's listen to what Wait, she says. Players were jawing at each other, but Michigan hired extra security and beats that up for the, for this. Players were jawing at each other, but Michigan hired extra security and beats that up for the, for this. Players so, pause it now if you want. Yeah. So we hired extra security for this that's yeah now i i gotta say it's really weird because over the last 24 hours all i've seen from people that are basically trying to justify it from the spartan side of things is 
well, you should have fences or ropes or yeah. or whatever it is. I, I saw ropes multiple times, and I'm thinking, like, like what? Like the movie theater ropes? Yeah. Like, what, what, well, are, what is I'd that going you, to do? I'd punch you, but this thing's right in my way, and I don't right. know what to do. So, so the fact that she just told everybody that they beefed up security. And, and this was I, at halftime. And all I've been hearing is, well, they got to have better security. They yeah. got to have better this and that and the protocol, blah, 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 in the tunnel. And what did she just tell everybody? That they did. That they did. Yeah. Now, 111,430 fans <laughs> oh, in that building. Can you imagine if they decided? How much to security like... do you need? You know, obviously they probably beefed up security like inside the tunnels and yeah. around the locker rooms and the exits and the entrances to the stadium for the teams. Mm -hmm. But don't tell me that there wasn't enough security there. Yeah, and the, one of the weird things was like in these videos is you see no security guards jumping in. You see no police officers jumping in trying to prevent this from escalating. It was literally just a melee until they decided to stop. Yeah. You watched state troopers. Sit Look there. and watch yeah. and stare. Well, you see how fast that helmet's swinging. Yeah. Oh, yeah I ain't getting true. in the way of there with a baton stick and maybe some pepper spray. Yeah, what are you, you going to do with that? Um, so let's talk about, I think the next one is, is I think is it Mel Tucker? Oh, no, it's, all right, so Jim Harbaugh, this was after the game, correct, Micah? With this is, this Ward is Manuel? immediately following the game with Ward Manuel. Michigan's athletic director. So, kind of moving on from from that here, um, basically Michigan just saying, hey, this the, the video will speak for itself, and we'll let the law enforcement and other people take care of it. We there's nothing Michigan can do in this situation. I think they're they're handling it correctly. Um, I think let's move move to the next one. And this at, is going to be. And at that point, that was the only video that was available. Was the the first original, one the very today, first right? one. Yep. So we'll jump into what Mel Tucker said. This is the the following day, if I'm if I'm correct. Does that, does that sound right, Micah? This is the following day. Yeah. Michigan State football is about integrity, discipline, unselfishness, toughness, and accountability. The incidents involved a involving a small group of our players do not represent our culture. 
second, I made a decision. I made a decision to suspend players based upon video evidence that was provided to me and our athletic director yesterday. The suspensions will allow the players to receive academic support and medical services, but they will not be able to attend any, any organized team activities, including meetings, practices, weight training, or games. Our entire team will be cooperating with law enforcement in the Big Ten Conference to further evaluate the events in Ann Arbor. These suspensions will remain in place until the investigation investigations are completed. I think you can pretty much cut it from here. I mean, there's really not a whole lot. We have a full report. More sad. He just kind of repeats himself a couple actions. times. Um, but I mean, first of all, kudos to, to Mel Tucker and in the way that they're handling it. They are suspending guys before the Big Ten can, before the Big Ten forces. I think they're handling that correctly. They know that. I don't think they would ever admit that they're at fault. I think they'll continue to use the, um, well, you know, if Michigan didn't do this, this would happen. If the tunnel didn't do this, then this wouldn't happen. I think the, a lot of people will stick to that. I don't think Mel Tucker is doing that. I don't think Michigan State higher-ups are doing it. A lot of the fans are. Um, but what I think Michigan State higher-ups are doing well is they're they're handling it quickly. So this was, I want to say yesterday. And then, uh, so that was a suspension of four players. And from what I've heard, they've suspended four more. Is that is that accurate, Micah? Correct. So, um, do you have the names of the, the suspended players? I think I have the first four. I do. Um Right here, if you can pull up the second four. Yep. Um, sorry, here. So, uh, first four were Tank Brown, Kahari Crump, Angelo Gross, and Zion Young. We're all suspended effective immediately now since if I'm, then. Now, if I'm right, Crump is the one who was using his helmet. Okay. Oh, really? So, he was suspended right away. Okay. I didn't know that. I thought he was yep. part of the first melee. Um, but you, you, you're probably right. I'm, I, that was just what I had in my head. So, um, um, and then today, uh, Malcolm Jones, Justin White, Brandon Wright, and Jacoby Winman. Winman's the biggest name, right? For sure. Um, look, I, I, I don't get joy over these guys getting suspended. I, I'm not getting all excited because oh, show them that yeah, those a holes can't do that and. They deserve to be suspended. Yeah, they completely deserve to be suspended. Some deserve maybe to to be charged and, and get some jail time. I I personally like to lean towards keep the police out of it, even though this is not part of the football game. It still is, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Like, you get hockey brawls in locker rooms after the fact, and you don't want to get law enforcement involved in that type of stuff. Um, I think the helmet one is the one that I'd be like, okay, yeah, maybe – I'm okay with getting the the law enforcement involved and, and kind of get that kind of stuff going. I'm not going to fault anybody for, for pressing charges, um, but I would still personally rather people lean towards not. That's just my opinion. I don't know where you guys stand on that. Um, but overall, for what Mel Tucker said, um, what were you guys' thoughts on how, how he's handling it? So far, so good. I mean, you know, just 
take every little bit of you know evidence as far as video evidence goes and make the nece- take the necessary actions you know it, it you don't have to just start pointing and shooting like oh i saw number 63 in there i saw 72 yeah. and you know you know by you know by the end of the day you know the end of the first day you're up like two dozen suspensions exactly. there's no need for that and it's it's gather more and more info and it, i mean the way that he handled it from the first 24 hours suspending those first four players and then four more came out today and if and if you feel the need to where you find or you hear something from someone hey so and so and these two other guys or these three guys were also involved then you know day three then there's another one two or three or whatever it may be i think it's being handled correctly john what are your thoughts yeah i i agree um he sounded defeated from the game and then to have this cap that off this to to happen after the game maybe not during the game or before the game um sounds like a guy that's you know uh just uh had had a heartbreaking loss even though it wasn't a close game and they didn't win in any side of the trenches um it, I I guess I do have to give some respect um, because there's going to be coaches that probably step back and wait until all of the investigations over before they pull any triggers. Yep. Um, it's yeah, it's not a good look. It's not a good look for Michigan State. Um, again, this rivalry it's just something that's always going to be added to it. it. Used to be a trophy, now it's this, and yeah. uh, you know how how our team's going to respond next year. So. I hope it doesn't like cost you know a guy like him his job. I hope it doesn't come down to that exact moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that is, and I, I don't think it's really been talked about. Yeah, I know he's under a little bit of heat, big contract, poor yeah. year. Um, but I think he's handling it well. I watched the whole Jim Harbaugh interview, post game interview yeah. uh, earlier this morning, and you know the number of times he had to deflect those questions because he's not talking until things are handled. Yeah, I think he had to do that too. Yeah. Um, clearly Michigan was outnumbered in that situation, in that scenario. Um, unfortunate event, man, especially to happen at home. One thing you, you, you just brought up there and it's interesting to me was the, the firing thing. And I, I, I don't think this is a fireable offense. I don't think like there's any, I, I don't think he's on the hot seat yet. But as you're talking about that, I sit and look at this and I'm like, could this be their out? And I'm not saying that this is what Michigan State wants. I'm not saying that this is what the boosters want that that decided to pay him um, what he did. I'm not saying that he should give this money back. I'm not saying any of those things. I'm not saying he doesn't, didn't deserve that contract. What I'm saying is this could be a, out of this contract without a massive buyout. I don't know the ins and outs of the contract. I'm assuming there is a, you know, a clause in there that if you have a cause for firing – you you get that opportunity to use it, um, but I'm not I'm not positive. I'm just kind of spitballing it here, and I think if there is that question, maybe maybe they use it. Real quick, we do have some comments that we wanted to. <laughs> sorry, I, I know it's hard when we have other stuff going yeah, on. I was but, on the wrong screen there for a second. No, it's tough. Uh, but what what is uh, the comment? So it's definitely assault. Not even a dramatic statement. Um, you you can be wrong by jawing at someone at a bar, but the person who loses it and punches gets arrested. No, I completely agree. And and it's like and I I like to use the road rage uh, comparison. It's like yeah, if you have an a hole driving down the 
um, what do you call it, the shoulder, passing all this traffic, that guy's not going to get in trouble. But the person that jacks his car over to run him or pulls a gun out and shoots him, that's the guy that's getting in trouble. Yeah. That's kind of what we're looking at in this situation. <laughs> Are, were they being a-holes and passing the tunnel and to do that, or were they going to um, say hi to their dad? Like, I get all of these things. I don't think that necessarily matters, but the problem is they got their A's beaten in because of it. Yeah, and it's not like, uh, okay, it's not like um, Michigan State went out and won that game dominated that game and then that incident happened oh well that's just boiling over from all the emotions mm-hmm. on the field you can't use that excuse now no, i agree um michigan state was pretty emotionless throughout the game yeah um i did notice to being at the game live when the clocks hit zero blake quorum had the you know the paul bunyan trophy with him or whatever okay. the, the i don't know if it was the legitimate one or if um an alternate one or whatever. Yeah, anyway, you know, the majority of the team yeah. ran over to the student section, over to the band, celebrated. Um, you know, they're playing the fight song. But over on Michigan State sideline, there was a group of guys on the defensive side of the ball. They were out there last um, as Michigan was running out the clock that uh, kind of hung out on the field for a while as the majority of the team was moving up, okay. uh, up the field. It's odd to see the video of a guy getting up the tunnel before – Michigan State's team because it was a pretty quick exit for them. Um, but I'm not surprised that there was something that happened after. And, again, that's coming from somebody that didn't know about it till well after the game was over um, that something happened up in the tunnel. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I think – I don't know. I think Mel is safe. But, like you said, not maybe, maybe not like the university or the boosters or the fans necessarily getting him out. Is this a chance for him to maybe take a bigger marquee job because he was highly, you know, touted when he signed that contract with Michigan State? That's what you're told, at least, yeah. And his name was popping up on the national level right away, especially after year one, right? Yeah, and if he, and if he sees this as an opportunity to be like, like I'm never going to be able to recover from this. Yeah, let's just start over. And it's again, I don't think it's something that he obviously wants his team to, you know, do. Yeah, in the tunnel. Um, I I don't think he's the kind of guy, especially how fresh he is in the Big Ten. And as a head coach that is, uh, trying to make that rivalry more than it is and make it violent. Yeah. Um, can I throw in one little kicker? Yeah. Is this because of Draymond and Jordan Poole? (laughs) I'm wondering, right? Uh, It's their fault. Is that what sparked this? (laughs) This rivalry? Wild. Wild. Swinging away? Sounds right. Man, I know they were teammates and what happened... (laughs) The other night wasn't on the same team. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. You never know. It's just... Uh, who won that? Draymond. <laughs> Draymond. Draymond punched Jordan. Oh, Poole. They were yeah, jo- they yeah. were John. Draymond walked up, got in his face, and you could tell Jordan Poole got uncomfortable and just like shoved Kinda him like back him as, as yeah. he went to turn and get back into practice. And after he got pushed back, Draymond just cold cocked him, sucker punched him, yeah. knocked him out, hit him right in the jaw. He folded like a chair on the floor. Coaches dove in. Players dove in. But nobody got in the way of them two. He didn't take his shoe off and hit him or no? No, not hit him. He didn't kick him below the belt or (laughs) nothing like that either, I don't think. But he got right in his face again. And, like, I don't know, the TMZ video, they're trying to say that he went to – he, like, you know, hit him and then realized, oh, shoot, and, like, went to help him up. But, I mean, Jordan Poole was out, and I'm sure he was seeing Looney Tunes in the (laughs) sky. So, Um, Can you go back to the the Mel Tucker – 
the, the last one we were just doing. Can you like bring it back all the way to the beginning? There's a, a certain part that I wanted to, to re-listen to here. It's really at the very beginning here. Michigan State football is about integrity, discipline, unselfishness, toughness, and accountability. The incidents involve a, involving a small group of our players do not represent our culture. Pause it right there. Can you stop it right there? It doesn't represent the culture. All right, move on to the next one. This is Harbaugh, his response here. And I'll, I'll go one step further and, uh, and, and use Coach D'Antonio's words from, from a few years back. It's, it's not a product of the team, but their program. And, uh, again, that's, that's using his words. But I'll, I'll go one step further and, uh, and, and use Coach D'Antonio's words from, from a few years back. It's, it's not a product of the team, but their program. Yeah, you can, you can stop it. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's Coach D'Antonio's words. Coach Antonio said it. <laughs> I think that is that's that is your Ooh, baby. <clears throat> that's the Harbaugh I remember like early on in coming to Michigan. Captain Savage. Yeah. Pro program or uh university? Because <laughs> I think this spills into like their basketball program too. There's a lot of players that have graduated under Tom Izzo and oh he gets the most out of his players and he doesn't get the big recruits. That have gone on to have some pretty questionable calls in their life, uh, you know, after yeah. the fact. A few of them that have gotten into violent situations themselves. Some that try to get in the middle of them. And uh, just kind of unfortunate, man. It's a, another Spartan dog. Yeah. I, I don't know where they get that. But if this is the dog, I I don't know why anybody's rooting for that. You know, it's... Uh, mm -hmm. Dogs, cigars, chains, and rental cars. Yeah, man. It's, it's I had a cigar after just, that win. Just a, yeah, definitely an unfortunate situation. And uh, end of the game, I think this is the end of their season, right? It I, feels like it. How, how do how does a program like this come back and and win any big game? I don't know what's remaining on their well, schedule. It, well, we'll get the, into that. The, I think the problem that you're going to see probably in the not so distant future is uh, a dip in recruiting. I would assume so. You're you're gonna see probably some parents that are gonna tell their kids like, "Hey, you're not gonna go there." Yeah, they're gonna let their kids go there, and it's gonna be interesting. You know, if if Tucker can keep it up on the recruiting trail, I will be very surprised. Yeah, I mean, he's already lost what a four star running back. Is that correct? He did. Yes. So um, that was before this. So we'll see. We'll see how kind of all that unfolds. Um, it's just it's too bad. It really is. It is awful that this happened. It sucks that this is the story um, instead of what happened in the game. And I do want to get back into the game side of it. Um, I, I just, like, MSU had minus one yard in the second half till about five minutes left in the game. Minus one yard. They Total? Michigan, yeah. Michigan complete, Michigan's defense completely shut them down um, in that second half. Uh, since 1969, the winner of, of the rushing battle uh, in this matchup has won about 90% of the game. Uh, that was the case again Saturday. Michigan rushed for 276 on 54 attempts to Michigan State's 37 on 23. But Saturday also featured the most rushing yards by Michigan offense against Michigan State's defense since October 8 of 1994. Uh, Michigan had the second highest net success rate in the country 
um, in the country this year or this week uh, in the 29 to seven win, which is a perfect example of how the final score really does not tell the whole story. You look at this this uh, net success rate. You had uh, Boise State who had incredible success against I think that's Colorado State. Michigan was second in that out of every team in the country. Mm. I mean, you had some absolute blots. What was that Oklahoma State game? Wasn't it like four, 38 to, to nothing or something like that? Oklahoma State got absolutely destroyed. That fell in like, man, is that even on here? <laughs> like it's so far down the list. And Michigan completely dominated. They were, they won every aspect of that football game. And that is what I'm excited about. It's, it, the final score doesn't matter. It was... You embarrass them by just doing what you do it, best. It really comes down to an eye test. The, it does. It, Kansas it really State, does. Oklahoma State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twelfth. Twelfth. Okay. Yeah. So Michigan absolutely manhandled Michigan State. They did, and it was it was great to see. So, what does it mean moving forward for Michigan State? Obviously, I think it, the goal is to continue to build, to continue to build on the recruiting, not lose anybody. Um, this could be a huge black eye for their their program. Um, and what Mel Tucker has done in the in his short time at Michigan State, um, it just and I've been saying it all year. It's like just don't let this snowball, don't let it continue. They're continuing to let it continue, and now here they are. They need to win. I think it's three of their next four games to make a bowl game. They're and, they're going to put band aids everywhere they possibly can at this point. That's all they can do right so, now. So you got at Illinois, again home against Rutgers and in Indiana, and then at Penn State. Honestly. I don't know if they win more than one of those games, let alone three. You're not beating Penn State. I doubt you beat Illinois unless they have some miraculous, you know, <laughs> jumping on the bandwagon, like getting these guys to fight. Sure. I, well, that's probably should be careful on saying fight. Um, but, like, I mean, it, it's just, look, they surprised us with what they did against Wisconsin. They came out and they, they performed. They found a way to win in a game that it looked like they could have rolled over and died multiple times that was surprising to me um, because they were kind of in that downward spiral that I thought it was going to kind of continue until really keep keep going here um, but they're right now they're 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 at their last breath and they need to get something figured out here that's kind of I mean I don't think you look at next year at this point it is all about fixing something this year fixing the perception of what you are. I think is very important because you aren't performing. You are one of the worst offenses I've ever seen Michigan State have. You're one of the worst defenses I've ever seen Michigan State have. And you just, you allegedly found your, your future coach for the next 10 years. With, right, right, right. And here we are. Oh, yeah. You're one of his new contract, and this is what we're looking at. That's not okay. And in... Look, Michigan State fans will be the first to tell you that it's not okay. Um, maybe. But <laughs> I don't know. It's just, what do you guys think for, for Michigan State moving forward? Obviously, it's about getting a win and figuring things out this way. But, like, man, this this could hit the fan quicker than we realize, I think. Especially if you suspended eight players. Are What are the other players thinking? Are they going to be pissed? Are you going to have the Jaden Reeds of the world say, yeah, I'm going to start worrying about the draft. I'm going to look out for number one. Like, like, I feel like you're going to get those type of guys. Yeah. I'm not saying um, that's how Jaden Reed is. I'm just saying, like, everything's falling apart. Like, I, get away, you know? It, yeah. You know, the, the wheels have fallen off. They're going to put 
band-aids on it they're gonna you know put lipstick on the pig for the rest of the year because that's that's all there is there, mm-hmm. there is nothing there's nothing positive at this point like what i mean what are you looking forward to like you're you're hoping to get through the rest of the year with nothing silly happening um and and flush it after the season's done right that's all you want to do is get through the season flush it refocus get going on that recruiting trail hit the ground running with you know your spring training your fall training all that kind of jazz then get into that following season and grind that's that's what they need to do is get to that following season and grind so you look i think it'd be stupid to say that they're going to make a bowl game i don't think they're going to win three that they need to i think that should still be their goal i think that's really important to get a bowl game especially when you're still young in a program you need those extra practices and have that extra time um but like it seems like a lofty goal but at the same time if you are what are they 12th in the country heading into preseason roughly somewhere in there yep if you were anywhere near that you should be making a bowl game yeah i think that's an automatic yeah i think a big uh you know a team like michigan state coming out of the big 10 a bowl game is an automatic mm-hmm. and if they're not going to make a bowl game that's uh pretty scary. That's a lot of money they spent to not have any income come back. Yeah. Um, for the football program. Putting all your ducks in a row that the Michigan State basketball team might do something this year. How are they doing against Grand Valley? I don't know. That was a close <laughs> game to start the episode. Um yeah, I think uh you, you I don't think they're making a bowl game. No, I don't think so either. If they can go out and smack Penn State in the face, that might be their win on the year. But yeah. right now, if Wisconsin's their win on the year, man, is Wisconsin even a bowl team? Like that's no coach. Yeah, fired that's, a coach. That, that's honestly their that. I mean, you might beat Rutgers, you might beat Indiana, I guess. I mean, but that's the one you're going to hang your hat on is Wisconsin. Which look, even if they be, yeah, even if they Wisconsin beat Rutgers is, is like, and Indiana, Wisconsin's their big game of the year that they won. Yeah, and they're going to miss a bowl game. I don't think they're beating Illinois and Penn State, and I bet they split between and, Rutgers and Indiana. And it's not just not winning; it's not competing. Yeah, getting destroyed by Ohio State, getting destroyed by Michigan. We'll see what happens with Penn State and, and Illinois. I mean, it's what are they a seventeen point dog heading into this week? That's I think so. Whew, Illinois seventeen point dog. That should not happen. But let's talk about Michigan side real quick. What this win means for Michigan and, and really moving forward the rest of the season, I just think it's – I think you look at this win and it didn't change anything that we, we already did or didn't know about Michigan, right? We knew that they're going to dominate the trenches. We knew that they can do it on both sides of the ball. Um, they're content winning the way that they are. But what I think we, we need to be talking about is how elite this team actually is. Like, they, they're built the way any coach would want to build their, their team. Like, yeah, you can get Ohio State that likes to do the high-flying thing. You get the uh, Nick Saban who likes to do another way and stuff. You take a straw poll of a football coach, they will tell you, I want a team that wins in the trenches on the offensive side and the defensive side. And that's exactly what Michigan's doing. Is it flashy? No. Is it pretty? No. But they're doing it. They're showing up in what they are. Offensively, they're like, what do they always say? What travels in to like in away game in the big games is a running game. A good running game travels and keeps you in a game. What what defenses they travel? You can win a game in defense because your defense travels well. 
That's important. What Michigan's doing is what every single football coach in the world, football, NFL, college, is like, that's what I want my team to be. And that's what we have with Jim Harbaugh is he had a vision. He's put it back together. It looked bad for a little bit, but he stuck to his guns of what he wanted. He's gotten rid of coordinators. He's, I mean, moving on from Gaddis. I know Gaddis was the one that jumped ship allegedly, but he's he's made those decisions to do what he wants his team to be. And I think he's building it in, in a perfect image. It is exactly what we want. Do we want to see more through the air? Of course, yeah, all of those things. The red zone is a very frustrating point right now. I want to see more touchdowns. But the way that this team's built is legit. It is a contender. And honestly, I still am going to say this. I think both Michigan and Ohio State will get into the playoff. I'm going to stick to my guns on that. Until I'm until something's proven otherwise, that's where I'm at. And then here we are. I, nothing matters until Ohio State. Yeah, if you go out and lose two games, obviously, then Ohio State game doesn't even matter at all. That's not going to happen. You can lose Illinois and still have that game mean everything. It's just like that's nothing matters right now until that game, which sucks because I want those True. games. It's like meaningful. Like last year when we lost to Michigan State, it was like, man, we can't slip up. We got Penn State. We got this. We got that. We can't blow this. And we took care of business, and that felt great. That was exciting. Now it's just going to be like, don't lose. Right? <laughs> like just, oh, yeah. You have everything to lose in front of you. Like it's just it's I don't know. It, I'm just so excited about this is exactly what I've always thought Michigan would be with you, Harbaugh. You want to say dreamed, right? No, I thought I, this is what I thought they would be with Harbaugh. I really do. <laughs> or did. And every and like it was rough and I know we missed by a couple of things. Um but man he's he's got it. He's he's got it. Where he wants it, and it's, it's he pretty, is locked in. Team's cool. locked in. Culture's locked in. Things are good right now. They're reloading. Yes, they are. Look at the defense. I didn't. I, shoot, I should have <laughs> wrote this stat down. But the defense, I want to say, through this many games, had was it? Do you, do you know what I'm trying to like? It's called a wee fence. Like, well, no, it was like sacks. So, like, obviously they had a Jabo in in Hutchinson last year, and they had. Tons of sacks. That was what people knew Michigan for was, well, you had those two. Like, they're going to put – I think this defense has, I think, eight more sacks than this team did – or than the team did last year already. It might be through the same amount of games. I'm not sure. But they're they're doing it all in all better than they did last year, and they're deeper. Um, Probably they're collectively. Sound. Yeah. You're yeah. not relying on two guys to bring – 90 percent yeah. of that quarterback yeah, it's, it's pressure like is, coverage sacks are becoming yeah. a thing like all of those things are, are are important it's just um pretty pretty important another another thing that I, I really liked and i wish i was able to pull up more stats on this was the halftime adjustments that this this defense really is, is doing is so impressive they completely shut shut down michigan state this week after halftime they did it to penn state two weeks prior um it, it's the halftime adjustments that this team is doing is is impressive and that's very exciting because that's when you know you have good coaches, when you can adjust and get even better. Even while you're killing a team, you make those slight adjustments and, and you continue to just improve on it. It's it's awesome. So um, love to see some some more passing, obviously. I want to see more through the air. I want to see Cornelius Johnson, Roman Wilson uh, get involved, one catch each. That's frustrating. Ronnie Bell, four catches for 53 yards. It's not going, oh, my gosh, seven to nothing. 
Yeah, that's a uh, back-to-back home runs. Holy moly! That's Schwar- Hoskins' second one of the day. Schwar- Schwarber got one. Schwarber did. Yeah. Insane. They're so, gonna go over it on their own. Total sacks for Michigan right now as a whole: twenty-six. So it's twenty-six, and I think it was like seventeen this time last year. Does that sound right? I think so. Yeah. And right now, that's a loss for one hundred and eighty-three yards. Jeez. Dude, that, that's impressive. Now, look, I understand the schedule issue. We haven't played anybody yet, allegedly. But we do now have the comparison of Penn State. We played Penn State. We played or Penn State, played Ohio State. We have that comparison now. I think that's our first one, really. Um, first at least that's the legitimate one. one. Right. Um, and honestly, I think, yeah, what Ohio State did in, towards the end of the game is, is impressive. They absolutely killed them towards the end. But, like, that game was in jeopardy for a very, very long time. And if it wasn't for James Franklin going James Franklin, you wonder what could have happened that that changed that. And Sean Clifford going <laughs> Sean Clifford. Like, how many times have I said that this year? Yeah. Wait till Sean Clifford goes Sean Clifford. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> absolutely. Even in that Michigan Penn State game, I was like, well, there was that was the Sean Clifford chance that we had to, to yeah. get a pick and we missed it. And then Ohio what? State didn't miss out on it. Yeah, so. right. Because what? It, it went down to the last. What six to eight minutes in that Ohio State Penn State game, and I think Penn State gave gave up like two touchdowns in a matter of two minutes, something like that. Yeah, I think it was like something a minute, crazy. A I think they scored fourteen points in thirty four seconds. Is that what it was? Oh, it was so. literally Holy seconds. Smokes. I think so. Oh it was like gosh. a fumble or something, right? For pick six. Yeah, something fumble crazy. six. Um, but Quorum, I think we got to keep talking about him. And I do have a little clip here if you want to go to the second to last one there. I just loved I saw this, and I got so excited. Uh-oh, not. This is a play for Michigan in the football game. An explosive play of a run of 10 or more yards. This is a play for Michigan in the football game. An explosive play of a run of 10 or more yards. I love it. That's just, I just had to. To pull that in there. But yeah, he's, yeah, he's got some moves. That's something live, like watching him run with a little bit of hesitation. Um patience picking the right hole and then i mean he's in the secondary yeah and he's always falling forward yeah which is crazy because he's a smaller guy yep and he just finds a way to just bounce he was just like a bounce he was a bouncy ball he was bouncing off guys left and right it was it was very very impressive i know they got those nice screens to watch the game on but i'm still looking at the field and when the offense was moving towards us we were kind of in the end zone in the corner a little bit there were times where it's just like, man, he just got stuffed. And then you look up and, nope, it's second and two. He broke <laughs> off eight yards right there. And it's just like, man, he does it just so quick. Makes it look easy. Yeah, and it, it seems like he's uh, always, well, not always making contact with guys as he's going down on the ground. There were a couple shoestring tackles that, like, saved him from really busting some loose. Yeah. Um, I guess saved Michigan State from him busting some loose, not us. Uh, but, man, like, he, yeah, he, he – Bounces off people and makes people miss him and not want to tackle him too. It's I don't know. It's incredible. He yeah, really just dominated that game. Blake Corham is five eight two oh nine. It's insane. <laughs> is that what they eight? list him at? So at five eight? Shorter than that. Yeah. Because I I I've heard that he's shorter than that. That's he, he's short. Yeah. Look I mean five five eight is look how short low to the ground he is in that little shot though where that you got that little. He's so low to the ground there. Crazy. Anyways, good win for Michigan.
Fitz Craft Beer in Michigan Sports. We may not be the authority, but we love both like a fat kid loves cake. This is State of My Sports. The Detroit Lions fell 1-6 to on Sunday with a 31-27 loss. Do I really need to do this? Do we need to talk about the Lions? We do need to talk about the Lions. I think we need to breeze through it because, uh, <laughs> again, so you have a lot of stats there. I wouldn't read all you of them. You want me to read every single one? Is that what you said? <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, 31-27 loss to the Miami Dolphins. They had a 14-point lead twice in the first half, 14-0 and 21-7, and took a 27-17 lead into halftime. They were once again shut out in the second half. And we're outscored 14-0 in the third quarter for the 31-27 final score. Key moment, up 24-17 uh, to end the first half. Lions driving golf. Very nice throw. Went right through Josh Reynolds' hands uh, where they ended up settling for a field goal to make it 27-17. If you get a touchdown there, I'm not saying they win the game. I'm not. But, man, that looks such such a big difference. And then you throw in the first drive of the second half. Um, got a first down, looked like they were kind of moving things along. They had a false start by Sewell, a holding by Sewell, a false start by Decker. All of a sudden, it's first and 30, and then Miami had the ball for 10 minutes and 53 seconds of the third quarter, and he raced the 10-point deficit for that four-point lead. It was just – it was so crazy how quickly it happened. Um, I was talk- texting with Trav. I was like, dude, if Lions were down 14 nothing, we'd be writing this game off. We'd be like, oh, well, we're done. But, like, we are up 14 nothing. We were up 14 points. And I'm like, how are we going to lose this game? I'm trying to, like, figure it out in my head. Like, it's just so funny how I sit and watch these games. Um, but, they, I don't know. It, it was just very frustrating. Goff, 27-37, 321 yards for in one touchdown. Took care of the football this week, which is great. Jamal Williams led on the ground 10 carries for 53 yards. They did it through the air. They didn't run the ball. They didn't push it. You only had uh, 10 carries for, for uh, Jamal Williams. You had C.J. Moore with a carry. That was the fake punt. Craig Reynolds with two. DeAndre Swift with five. Um, so not a whole lot of rushes in general. Um, but then on the other side of the ball, well, T.J. Hawkinson, uh, three catches for 80 yards. He had that one big one. Um, but on the other side, Tua had an incredible game. We made Tua look like an all-star, basically. 29 of 36 for 382 yards, three touchdowns. Um, Tariq Hill. 12 receptions for 188 yards. That's a 15.7 average, and he was literally averaging that. Like, it's not like there was, like, massive plays left and right. It was just, like, uh, at least 15 yards. Yeah, he threw a couple 50-yarders and stuff. Like, it was just, like, so easy. Um, Jalen Waddle had eight catches for 106 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, just, I mean, I, I don't think we need to get into it. I really don't. It's not – it's just another close loss, and I'm so sick of saying – Oh, it was a close loss. We should have done this. Should have done that. And I'm just like, like, and honestly, you guys would be proud of me. I sit and watch these games, and I'm just like, and I'm I'm done. I literally sit it, sit there, watch it, and I'm just like, all right, game over. Turn it off. Move on with my day. I don't stew in it. Really? I don't get mad anymore. And over the last two weeks, I've just been, okay, here we go again. We're done. You know what? Good for you because, like, at that point, what is there to be mad at? Like, just... Everything? There's a lot to be mad at. Well, uh, okay. I get it. I get it. But, no, I, I get what you say. I I just... I I don't know what's changed over the last couple of weeks. I'm just... I, I've never been lionized this much so quickly. Um, Good for you to be able to move on, though. And honestly, like, usually I'd be 
pretty mad. I'd be sad. I'd be just like, Ugh, here we go again. And like think about, oh, well, we could, if we'd done this, we would have won. And right now I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> because honestly, I don't even want to win now. Because you know what they're going to do is they're going to win five of the, the remaining games. And I'm going to look at these games and be like, should have won that one. That's six. Should have won that one. That's seven. Should have won that one. That's eight. Oh, if we won that one, that's nine. Eh. We should have been a playoff team. Again, they're gonna win it. They're gonna win a game or two that they're not supposed to win late in the year, and it's gonna screw up the draft. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not gonna be able to get that maybe that franchise quarterback if that's the direction we want to go in. Looks like we need a franchise tight end. Um, yeah, it's there's other things to be excited about. The Red Wings are doing well. Michigan's doing well. Yeah, it's uh, I'm sure like you, I was a little bit hungover on Sunday. I was, um, yeah. For me, not so much from what I had to consume, but more or less like the lack of sleep and driving home late after the game yeah. kind of put a damper on sleeping oh, yeah. in on Sunday. And then I had uh, forgotten about my fantasy football roster. I had a couple players playing in Ludden this weekend, so I woke up and it was just like, oh shoot, and had to set my roster real quick and i never really went back to sleep so yeah the the lions game didn't really upset me but again same thing it's like man how are we not down to the dolphins right now uh early in the game what's gonna happen you know if mitch trubisky can go out and win and dominate games against the lions i'm pretty confident that Tua can do the same i mean he's a he's still a heck of a quarterback i know he's had an, an up and down and rattled brain season um with everything that he's had to deal with but man yeah uh, that's got to be a confidence boost for that guy going against the Lions. Yeah, I mean, it was just the offense looked good, the defense looked bad. It was the story of – I tried to click away from my sneeze, and I actually got it just by myself. So <laughs> I, went, I hit the wrong button there. Um, How is that possible, though? For 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 the Lions to be up 14 and nothing? No, 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 no. Or, what, what you just said. Which part? I love that little thing. Oh, what was that? Oh, we stopped recording? Uh-oh. All right, we'll just keep on going. Nah, see see what happens. Right. I don't know. Just on our audacity, I think. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I think I'm full. My disk space is full. As it says. I don't know what to do. All right. Well, I don't think this segment is really much that we'll need for the archives. We'll look back on that Miami loss. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll, we'll just keep on going as, as it is, and then I'll be able to I'll be able to figure it out. No, um, what I was saying was, what you had just said about the offense looking good, the defense looking bad. Like, it's you just, you would think that would be the other way around, right? Yeah, well, I mean, the offense has looked better than the defense this year. The offense has looked actually pretty good at times. Right, but I, I, I feel like the Lions have put, I wouldn't say a, a ridiculous amount of money and resources or however you want to put it, but they have stuck a lot of money. And resources into the defense recently. The resources have gone for the defense, but the Lions have the highest paid offense in NFL. They have the highest paid offense? They do. Well, I mean, now, it, it showed the first, like, four weeks. Yeah, I mean, with Shark out, that, that brings it down a little bit. No, I get it. it but I like, get it. Yeah, they have the highest paid offense in, in all I, of the NFL. I Isn't that crazy? I did not know that. I, but it's because a lot of their defense is so young or cheap because nobody else wants them in the NFL. Um, so that's kind of the, the frustrating part. But, I mean, it's just it's it's one of the most frustrating teams to watch in, in all of that. Um, and, and what they did today, um, or I guess yesterday, uh, defensive backs coach Aubrey Pleasant was let go. Um, 
it kind of feels like a scapegoat opportunity here. Um, but it also sounds like the communication was not being delivered correctly from Ple- or from Glenn to to Pleasant to the team to the players. So um, that's kind of a where we're at, I guess, you know, it's in, I like Aubrey Pleasant. Look, I'm not going to lose any sleep over moving on from a, a DB coach. I'm not too worried about it. Um, this is what uh, Campbell said. He said, I think Aubrey's a hell of a coach. I've got a ton of respect for him. Um, it's a tough decision, but we're in, in a production based business. And after seven weeks, it's just, I felt like this change needed to be made. So I wish him the best of luck. I appreciate everything he's put into the team. He put his heart and soul into it, everything he did. Um, but here we are. So it's, it is what it is. I, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. It's just something that happened. Um, really the biggest news was the Hawkinson trade. Uh, the Lions received a 2023 second round pick and 2024 third round pick from the Vikings. Um, the Vikings obviously got Hawkinson. They also got a 2023 fourth round pick and a conditional 2024 fourth-round pick, uh, along with Hawkinson, obviously. The conditional 2024 fourth-round pick uh, that Detroit sent to Minnesota will become a 2024 fifth-round pick if the Vikings win a playoff game. Um, and it, So I've had so many people text me, and be like, all right, what's your thoughts on, on Hawkinson, the, the trade and stuff? And I look at it multiple different ways, and I know that's kind of a, uh, the easy way out, but... If you look oh, at fair. if you look at the return for what we got for TJ Hawkinson of what he's been in his career, the numbers he's put up, um, all of that, I think we won this trade. In my opinion, I think the return is good for the production that the production tight end that we're we're giving up, basically. But when you start remembering he was the eighth overall pick, and you play that into the factor, that's where it's really hard to kind of be okay with it. Different regime that that drafted oh, Hawkinson, yeah. Yeah. Yep. so it's an easy transition for Brad Holmes to be like, "Hey, all right, we're gonna get what we can out of him." And I think what Brad Holmes did was was smart. I think I think it was the right move in a lot of ways because Hawkinson has not become the the star that he was supposed to be drafted eighth overall. I think he's been a good tight end in this league, um, but not somebody that I want to pay top five tight end money to when his contract's up. You picked up his fifth-year option. He was going to get paid right around $10 million in 2023. You Now you got that off the books. I'm assuming they believe that they got something with Brock Wright and um, is it Mitchell? I want to say it's Mitchell, um, the guy that they drafted this year, um, that they can find a way to replace the production that Hawkinson was, was giving. You might not have any of those big games that Hawkinson was, was putting up here and there, um, but the small production that this offense seems to be using him for, I think you have somebody that can do that. Well, you know, you you take into consideration um, your slot receivers still that can run very similar routes, take over some of that. That's a good point. Um, You're going to have, you know, you're going to have probably a couple, like, mid-range, for lack of a better term, tight ends, like you just mentioned, going to rotate in and out. Um, you have Jamison Williams, and you know, you're know you going to have a deep threat coming into your team sooner rather than later. Um, but but you don't have you don't have the like I don't know Mr. Reliable checkdown for 
you know, whoever your quarterback may be in the future. Right? Mm-hmm. So wh- whether it's Jared Goff, whether it's a new guy. So I, that's where, for me, I, I can see it from a just a slightly different perspective. Like, hey, if, if you guys do go after a young, um, talented QB, um, you know, with your first pick, then, you know, may, maybe he... He'd maybe, bring a little more maybe, value to him. Maybe Hawkinson would have brought quite a bit of value to that yep. young QB. But, you know, what's done is done, and it's time to move on. So Yeah, and the, and the fact that they... they decided to move on I think is is exciting um obviously the return's not like eye-popping it's not like you got a first round or something like that nobody was ever going to do that but you did get a second round and I know a second round pick all jokes aside for the Lions fans who, who knows that second round picks never pan out it's an opportunity to move in the draft like just like you did last year when they saw Jamison Williams sitting there they had the extra picks and like hey let's go get them Let's go do that. Now they have that ability even more. So as it stands right now, you're going to have, what, five of the top 64 picks? That's pretty good. That makes you a threat to move around to go get the player you want. Not the player that falls to you, but the player that you want, the player that you think will help you now. You know, the player that, the Jamison Williams of next year's draft. I'm not saying it's going to be a wide receiver, but let's say there's a tight end, or sorry, not a tight end, a linebacker that's falling. It's like, Let's say Sewell is falling, the linebacker from Oregon. He's, like, falling to, like, 20. It's like, all right, he's not going to fall to us at wherever the Rams pick ends up. We need to go up and get him. So you have that ability to maneuver. You have that ability to move, um, and you can also trade picks for players in the future. Like, hoarding picks is always a good thing, in my opinion. Now, I also understand the fact that, all right, we're in year two. Are we building or are we tearing down still? That's the thing that I'm a little worried about. Because if we're if we're building, if, if he should be part of that build. You know what I mean? He was he's still young, he's still on his rookie deal. You got the fifth year option. You can work around all those things. And cap space is basically nothing anymore. So I'm not too excited about that side of it. The 10 million that you can now spend on elsewhere, because I think it just you can just get it anywhere. Um, but like. It feels like we were building. That's kind of what we were told, right? We were building towards this thing. This is year two. We're, we got this foundation set. Now we're just working our way up. And all of a sudden, it's just like, we're building. No, we're not. And I understand you have to adjust, and I'm okay with that. But it's just, I'm, I don't know. All of these things are going through. It's like, I like it. I dislike it. I like it. I did, like, it's like so many emotions are going on in it. And I, I think you could have gotten more, though. And I'm not. I'm not saying like, like two first rounders, like yeah. nothing like that. But like, I think Brad Holmes maybe could have like somehow gouged Minnesota for for making like that 2024 like a second rounder. Like, yeah. Like get two second rounders. Like I, I'm not saying like this has to be like some wild and staggering the that, return. The fact but, that I mean, we're giving up two fourth rounders to make that, that a second that, and a third is, is 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 another part that I'm just like. We added a second round pick. I love that. And we gave up a, th- a fourth, right? Right. In next year's draft. So we moved up from four to a fourth round to a second round. So that's exciting. But you also had to give up another fourth. You also gave up a <laughs> top 10 pick with Hawkinson. It's just like it, it, when you add it all up, the Vikings won the trade. But I don't think the Lions necessarily lost the trade either because they're where they're at in their rebuild. It, and if they believe that they have somebody that can do what 
Hawkinson does to an extent, maybe be a better tight end, like natural tight end. That might be what they're going for because, like you kind of brought up, they have Amon Ross St. Brown in the slot. They have more wide receivers where you don't have to have the Travis Kelsey. You don't have to have the tight end that's a game breaker. You just have the tight end that is in the block and can bubble out and, and be a safety blanket, a safety valve, Correct. if you will. You can get anybody to do you, that. You don't need a, an absolutely dynamite tight end yeah. when you have superstar wideouts. You don't have to. No, I agree. Sure. I mean, would it be nice? Well, yeah, <laughs> it'd be great to have studs everywhere. But it's just not the case. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think about the the Hawkinson trade? It's I don't know. It's kind of sad to see him go. Yeah. But here we are striking out on tight ends. You know, Ebron and Hawkinson. You know that I don't know. I think Hawkinson is first round talent. I think he. I think his talent level fits that pick that we spent on him. His production isn't there. It's not consistent. He's banged up. Um, he does make questionable plays on the field. I, I think some of that is cyclical. It stems from playing for maybe a questionable organization mm -hmm. um, and leadership. I'm not going to root against the guy now that he's going to Minnesota. Um, it's just going to be tough if he has a, a big great end of the season. And, and if Minnesota does something, I mean, they're – Kind of pulling away right now with I the division. I tell you what, I'm a big Packers fan for the rest of this year. I hope they win this division, <laughs> and I hope the Vikings tank. Or, uh, or they get a wild card and have to play a tough team and, you know, per, put, I just, put Kurt in a, in a peculiar <laughs> peculiar place where he doesn't shine yeah, in primetime games. I just, I'm just sitting here watching the Lions. I'm like, all right, continue to lose. I'm looking at the Rams. I'm like, Please continue to lose so we can get a better pick for yours. And I'm just like, Vikings, please lose so that second-round pick becomes a better pick. Like that's, And I hate that I'm already in this draft mode, but that's what this team does to you. They do. I I'm here. And it's just, it sucks, man. It sucks. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. State of my sports. Moving on to our betting hero picks of the week. Bettinghero.com. If you're interested in sports betting, start at bettinghero.com. Promo code MIBET. Sign up. Say, hey, I live in the state of Michigan. Hey, I heard about you on State of My Sports by typing in MIBETS um, for the promo code. And then the, what they'll do is they'll lay out all the best promotions available, um, all the best odds, all those great things. There's so many things going on. I'd really got to get money in multiple accounts. I got to start doing that again because, like, I'm in this group text with with some of the hockey players, and they're all throwing out, "Oh, did you guys see this bone or this this uh, boost? Get this boost of Josh Allen over 140 passing yards plus 100." Blah blah blah. I'm like, "Wait, where'd you get that one?" And it's like, "Oh, it's on FanDuel." I'm like, "Oh shoot, my money's in DraftKings right now." And somebody's like, "Oh, I got this one on Barstool." I'm like, "Son of a gun! I just need to spread my money in all of these ones so I can get all the boosts. Just boost it all." How's Barstool? I don't know. I haven't done it yet. That's oh, one that I haven't okay, done yet. Okay. All right, I, I got to do that one. But um, that brings us to our, our picks of the week. You guys know that sound. Last week, Mike had a nice week. Mike, you're having yeah. a great year. Thank you. It's a great so far, year. So I'll good, take, baby. Man, I just have you make my bets all the time. You went 6-2. <laughs> you're 40-25 and 25 overall. That's, that's, Go. 
That's really, really good. Way, went, way over 50%, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Ryan went 4-4 four and four for 35-30 and 30 overall. Um, John, you went 4-4 four and four for 36-29 and 29 overall. Does that I make you're me, ahead of Ryan. Does that make me in second place? You're in second place. Man, I, I got off to an atrocious start. Maybe yeah. I got to set up a couple of, of accounts on these betting apps. You should. Betting you go, Johnny. You go to bettinghero.com. I, <laughs> I have yet to place a bet. Wow. I don't think either of you guys have. Sports gambling became legal in Michigan and no. accessible by the cell phone. You're going to for the Super Bowl, and you never did. No, I, I just I got so many fa- uh, friends that oh man, you know I had this parlay and I almost hit it, but it came down to this one game, and it's just like so you didn't win any money. No, all right, then I'm not I'm not trying to get in on that. I can see where that's addicting. The, the one bet I wanted to make was last year. It was the Michigan State Ohio State game. You want to take Michigan and, State? And the spread was insane. I'm like, are you kidding me? Michigan State is going to cover this bad boy so easy. And I totally forgot. I, I didn't even, like, by the time the weekend rolled around, totally forgot about it. And Michigan State got waxed. <laughs> so and I remember talking to you about like, it. And you go, did you make that bad? I'm like, no, thank God, because they just got smoked. <laughs> All right, moving on. Thursday Night Football. You got the Eagles at the Texans. Texans plus 13. Kyle's taking the Eagles. Ryan is not responding because he's so important in Florida. <laughs> um, so that means he gets to listen to the episode and then make, then his, make picks. his picks. That's yeah, hopefully. Hopefully filthy. he makes his picks. Filthy that of you, Ryan. Garbage. We'll see. Uh, Micah, who do you got? Eagles, baby. Eagles. Uh, they're, they're, they're good right now. Texans, not good. Like... Texans have like a good game every once in a while. I just don't think they're going to be able to keep up. With the so Eagles. many points for a road do- road team or a home team, but I agree. What are you doing there? John? Yeah, I'm going to take the Eagles. I think they're going to be playing what in Texas, right? Yeah. Houston. Um, so there's yeah, they're going to be the playing Texans on Texans are turf. are in massive tank mode right now. Yeah, they want to lose so bad. It's down Sunday. by your girlfriend's parents, isn't it? Houston. Houston. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sunday yeah. night football. You got the Titans at the Chiefs. Chiefs a 12-and-a-half point oh. home favorite. Kyle's taking the Titans. Mike, what do you know? <laughs> um, give me the Chiefs. John? I'm going to regret that. <laughs> uh, I don't think you are, Micah. I think this is where you're going to make up an, an additional game on maybe the field. I'm going to go with the Titans and hope that, like, Derrick Henry gets, like, 49 carries and takes the ball out of Pat Mahomes' hands for a while. Yeah. And maybe they don't run up Time the score. Time possession is going to be a key. But like, the- I, I feel like, are the Titans even, like, relevant right now? Are they fighting for anything? They play in a kind of suspect uh, division, right? So, they so good. And then yeah. uh, Tannehill's been out, or was out last week. All right, um, change that. I'm going to go Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs? screw it, yeah. I'm going to go Titans. I just think it's too much. Oh. <laughs> um, keep making just, that ground, baby. I just baby. keep looking at the, the clock, like the possession thing. It's like Titans score two touchdowns. I don't know if the Chiefs will have enough possessions to cover that. You know what I mean? So that's where I'm going to go with the Titans. It just seems like a Titans move to, to make this type of game. Or eh, I can see that. Um, next, you got the Packers at the Lions. Grief. Lions plus three. Kyle's taking the Lions. Micah, what are you doing? Uh, I don't want to bet on my Packers, but uh, they, they actually looked pretty darn good against the Bills. Um, I'm going to say they're going to keep that going. Give me the Packers. John. 
their wide receivers made some big plays for Aaron Rodgers at times. They made some I mean, good I, plays. I know the game was maybe not as close as the score. I don't know. No. I feel like Buffalo kind of locked in on both sides of the ball. They did. Oh, man. I feel like the Lions should win this game. It's one of those games that will screw with the draft order. <laughs> you know? You could definitely right? see that happening. For sure. Yeah. Do the Lions, too early to do that. Do the Lions have a good kicker right now? I'm looking yeah, at this three points. Yet. He hasn't this missed yet. Three points. Oh, man, are we going we gonna to move the ball? All right, give me the Lions. Oh. Taking the Lions as well. All right, let's go, Sam. Home underdog. And Kyle. I love that. Lions, they should have covered last week. They lost, but they didn't cover by one. So, like, it kind of sucks there. But I don't know. I think the Lions actually match up pretty well against the Packers because Lions can run the ball well. Is this spread going to change after Hawkinson goes? Or? No, I actually haven't looked at it since. Okay. But I also really like the, the up-down theory that I think, like, the – the shakeup, if you will, in, in the coaching staff and Hawkinson, I think a team responds to stuff like that usually. So I think they're going to compete. I don't think they're going to win, but I think it's going to be a one to three point game. So I'm just going to take the Lions to uh, to get that one. But moving on to some pretty darn good college football matchups here. Very excited for this college football week. Um, I don't have to worry about a Michigan. You know, Michigan State game, I can really just focus on, on some, you know, watching teams and hope for upsets, if you will. Hope for hope for chaos, basically. So we got a 7 o'clock game. You got number, well, I guess this is AP rankings. Number 6, Alabama, at number 15, LSU. I don't have the, the playoff rankings, like, to know if that, do you have, do you write down all of them or just a few? You didn't write. I wrote down the top six. Top six, is Alabama six? Yes. That, okay, so that stays the same. Uh, but anyways, 13-point home underdog for LSU. Kyle's taking LSU. Michael, how do you feel on this one? LSU has absolutely no chance. No chance? No, because Alabama has a lot to prove. Like, they're sitting at six. When's the last time they were at six, right? For the playoff rankings? Well, probably mean, uh, never. <laughs> yeah. Listen. Alabama is going to walk into that stadium and absolutely destroy yeah. LSU. Yeah, I, I agree. I think LSU is still a fraud. I don't trust them. Now, going to LSU is always hard. Um, they're better than I thought they were going to be year one with under uh, Kelly, but not nearly good enough. I'm sorry. I'm taking Bama. John, what are you doing? I'm going to go LSU night game in the swamp. Give it to me. All right. Give it to me. What would, what would Brian Ke- Kelly say? Well, swamp uh, is Florida. What's the... Is it Death Valley? Oh, oh the Bayou. Yeah. The Bayou. Death Valley. Death Valley. Yeah. The Bayou. The Valley. Okay. Yeah, yeah. the Swamp. They're all, what, it's adjectives? All the, yeah. yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Um, um, yeah. So you're taking LSU? At night. All right. We got another kind of maybe good matchup. You got, again, AP number five, Clemson at Notre Dame, four-point underdog. Kyle's taking Clemson. Mike, what are you doing? Notre Dame. I hope so. Root for <laughs> chaos, right? Yep. John, what do you think? I was going to pick Notre Dame, too, before you said Do Notre it, Dame. I, if you were going to say Clemson, I was going to say, yeah, I'm going to make up ground. But, <laughs> no, I think Notre Dame, uh, they've been playing a little bit better football since yeah. they were knocked out of the rankings early on. So, Marshall? Um, Dude, let's be honest. Clemson, looks, I just yeah. – How can you believe in that team? I don't, I don't trust them. Um who did Notre Dame beat the game? Syracuse. Syracuse. Killed them. Um, Unbeaten Syracuse, right? So, yeah, I think 
Yeah, a night game in South Bend. That's always interesting too, I think. Yeah, I, I'm going to go Notre Dame. I'm hesitant to do that because the matchup seems to favor Clemson a little bit. You know, their defense is, is very good. Notre Dame's offensive line has not been great. Um, Notre Dame's defense has not been great. So I feel like Notre Dame or Clemson will put up some points, but I don't know. I just Clemson has not proven it to me yet. And if they go out and beat Notre Dame by a lot, they still won't have not they will have not proven it to me. That's actually number four, Clemson. Yeah, I did AP. So I'm just I'm just trying to help. You're just you giving out. me a hard time. I'm, I'm going to take Notre Dame, um, but again, I'm hesitant to do that. I just more out of hope than anything. Moving on to the big game. So I got AP is two, Tennessee one, Georgia. But what is it in the playoff rankings? Tennessee is numero uno. Rightfully so. I agree with that. Georgia's number three. Number three. So there you go. Okay. Um, Tennessee is at Georgia minus eight and a half. So the number one team in the country, according to the playoff committee, is an eight point, eight and a half point underdog at Georgia. Kyle's taking Georgia. Micah, what are you going to do? Georgia. Georgia by double digits. Ooh, all right. John. Give me Tennessee. Yeah? Yeah. I think they got a wide receiver that Georgia's defense that's lost a lot of players over the, uh, the last year's draft might might be able to torch. They also have a Q, QB with a AARP card. Yes. What, 26? Yeah. Somebody was yeah. on, on the radio today today. I think the Lions should draft a hooker. It's like, dude, he's going to be 27 years old. No, you don't want to take a 27-year-old quarterback <laughs> in your draft to build around. Like, I'm sorry. This is stupid. Like, maybe in the fifth round, if he's sitting there, you can survive a little bit. But I don't know. It's, yeah, it's stupid. Um, I'm going to go with Tennessee. I think the experience might really help. I really do. Um, might just be, a, be more of a hope thing, but we'll see. Um, 3.30. You got MSU at Illinois. 17-point home favorite. 17 points. Kyle's taking MSU. Micah? Imagine that. M- <laughs> Imagine that. You would take the Yankees in this matchup. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, oh, dude. You guys, I-, I hate this team more than ever now after this weekend. I have zero respect for them. Um, give me Illinois by a billion, please. And not much is going to change moving forward. So. Yeah. John? Yeah, I'll take Illinois. Yeah, I'm going to take Illinois And that well. spread. I, it's stupid, but I've lost a lot because of taking MSU out of just like, they got to figure it out. they got to figure it out. They're not, they're not figuring it out. And, of course, I, I think I've gotten L, the MSU game wrong every single time in, in their picks. Um, but I'm going to take Illinois minus 17. It seems like way too many, but whatever. Sorry, Kyle. Michigan at Rutgers. Plus 26 at the at home. Kyle's taking Michigan. Michael, what are you going to do? Got to go Michigan, man. They they are coming off a rough week. Their, their minds are probably going to be on from last weekend. But I would say the majority of this team is going to be quite pissed off. Jeff? I mean. Yeah, I mean, I could see where that's a little bit of a distraction. I think uh, – JJ is going to account for 21 of the 27 plus points that they're going to outscore Rutgers on his own. I think he's going to run one in and throw for two. And you know Blake Corham is going to get one or two. 
You know Donovan Edwards is going to get one. Um, give me Michigan on the road. Yeah, I'm going to take Michigan. I think they are a freight train right now, and I think they're going to continue to ride Corum. I think they're going to put – they're going to let him try to put up 150 again. They want to get him in the end zone. I think they want him to become a Heisman candidate. Do I think he deserves to be? No, not yet. But they're working towards it. You know what I mean? Like They're going to do everything they can to make him there um, – to put him at, at, in the Heisman finalist type thing, and they're they're setting it up for that. And you look at other other big games that are going on this weekend in college football. A blowout win for Michigan could do numbers for them. Yeah, it could. It's um, a great point. A, again, a win's a win at this point. You stay undefeated. That keeps you in the top six, top five, top four. Mm-hmm. One of these teams is going to drop out. Maybe. I don't know how that well, works yeah, in the I mean, SEC we'll see, anymore. We'll see what happens with with the Tennessee uh, Georgia game. Yeah, I mean, one in three technically. So I I would assume. Let's say Tennessee wins, then Georgia would fall at least a point or a spot, right? And, and then say, and then Alabama goes to number two. Yeah, Georgia. Yeah, Alabama go <laughs> right up there because they beat LSU. You know that's a big win. Well, I mean, and if Clemson loses or struggles against Notre Dame, I mean they're kind of flirting on that line too. I, I know on a national level, a lot of people are arguing why Clemson is in the top four and Michigan isn't. Um, sure. Especially after you're looking at like top twenty five wins, yeah. But look at also really close losses, like games that shouldn't like Wake Forest. I don't think is a top twenty five team, are they? So like they might have been they, preseason. They, they were, yeah. They so, played. So was Michigan State in preseason. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, I don't know. I I think those close games need to be talked about a little bit more because I think they were close against Syracuse as well, right? It was a close game against Syracuse. Yeah. It was a close game against Wake Forest. It was, I think, there was another close game in there too. That was it the kinda, NC State game? Was it NC State? Where it's just like, and they, it's not like they've blown anybody out to be like, they deserve this. You know what I mean? So, can you can you pull up the the top twenty five ring? I think we got a little bit of time here, right? Yeah, I sure can. Give me give me just a hot minute here. Why yeah. don't you talk about the beer we're drinking? Yeah, we'll do the the beer grays here real quick. Um, actually, I'm gonna do a bumper because I just like doing that. Drinking craft beer, having fun, and talking sports in the state of Michigan. You're listening to State of My Sports. All right. So we're drinking from Odd Side Ales, Bean Flicker Caramel. All right. (laughs) I'm going to be honest with you here. I thought it tasted really good at first. All right, so I'm going to explain it first real quick. All right, so it's their original coffee blonde ale complemented by the smooth flavor of caramel, 4.5% alcohol by volume. Very smooth beer. I like blonde ales. I really do. I think they're they're really good. Um, when I first cracked this thing open and smelt the coffee and smelt the caramel and tasted it, I was like, oh, this is good. First few steps, sips, and really the first, you know, three quarters of the first beer, I was like, oh, this is good. This is good. Now I'm trying to like, eh, it's fine. Like, I feel like it's like a one and done type beer, to be honest with you. Now, and I don't mean that it's a bad beer. I just mean like, if you're going to have a couple, maybe not the way to go. This is a perfect beer for a beer flight. Just kind of like mixing things up, kind of trying new things. Like, I think if I had this at a beer flight, I'd be like, love that. And I would order one and then I'd get about halfway done and I'd be like, oh, this is, it's a good beer. It's good. I'm not a big odd side fan though either. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. I thought you were. No, I've I've, I've have a couple beers of that of theirs that I like. Okay. Um, it gets a little odd for me. 
Like they kind of do odd things. No, they really, really do though. I think don't they? Don't they have? Oh like, yeah, yeah. So. I mean, they they brew a ton of different beers. Yeah, and they do a great job. I'm not saying that they don't. I'm just I don't know. It's not my not my cup of tea, if you will. That's fine. I mean, cup this of coffee. Is, you mean this yeah. is a great beer for anyone that likes anything with a little bit of like caramel on the back end, and then you know you got your coffee that kind of overtakes the majority of this beer. It's and it's light. You know, you're what, what was it? The percentage four, four or five, four or five. You know, you're not. Yeah, yeah. It, you're not having that full heavy feeling after having one beer. I mean, you can have two or three of these if this is your jam. Yeah, that's true. Right, that's true. So I mean, it's that's, not weighing me down or anything. Yeah, it's, yeah you know, good true. on them for making something light to drink with a lot of taste, a lot of flavor. Um, did you grade it? Uh, I'm going to go with a 7.5. Did you have a grade ready? I I can I'm, go. If I'm working have. on it. Go ahead. Yeah, because I, I don't know. I got a little bit to say, I guess. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not into coffee beers. I was just going to ask that. Yeah. Is it... I'm not into coffee beers. I'm an IPA or, or bus kind of guy, honestly. Yeah. I, I prefer a hazy, um, yeah. but I do like a good double or a triple. Um. I also agree with you, Sam. This isn't something where I would indulge in. Yeah. I couldn't bring a six-pack somewhere and expect to bring, you know, less than five of them home with me. Right. I would find yeah. something else. Um, hence, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, go ahead, Micah. <laughs> Real quick, uh, <laughs> Carrie came in. Uh, sh she said her West Coast IPA called 70 plus, which she said I was right about the label. It's like uh, New England and then it plus seven or sorry old nation and has a plus 70 which was in green oh, she um, likes it. an old nation brewing uh which is in williamsburg michigan um williamstone just east of lansing williamston michigan which is east of east lansing is that what you said yeah mm -hmm. all right uh she gave it a so it's 6.8 abv oh that'll get you there um she gave it 8.4 we'll have to try that one i don't think I've, i don't think we've ever done that one which is weird to me Okay, next week. Next Make week? It happen. Well, we're at the hops next week, so. Week after. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Put it on the calendar. So, uh, outside Bean Flicker Caramel, I, I think they make quite a few bean flickers. They do, yeah. So, I was I, just about to say something that I probably shouldn't have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is that their old label? Yeah, so I ripped the label off, and it's their regular bean flicker can. Oh. Which, I, whenever there's like... It's kind of cool. Whenever there's a, a label that you can peel off, I always do. I always think you should do that. And then what I do is I take it, and I put that over like a water bottle, and then I put it in the return, and I just make 10 cents. Because this will give me 10 cents. That will give me 10 cents. Making money. You ever heard of Making someone money. so cheap? I actually don't do that. I've thought about it. Dang. I, I think I think I'm going to go walk around Siciliano's oh, and shop gosh. for beers and just leave with all <laughs> so the labels. Just leave the labels. Just peel all the labels off. Holy cow. Wow. <laughs> Take like a, a Fresca, put that over it, get a get a 10 cents out of it. Man. Sir, did you find what you were looking for? You walk out with like a stack of labels. Yeah, I got it. Thanks. <laughs> oh, I'm going to tell my boss, hey, don't worry about giving me a raise. I made an extra 50 cents an hour this week. You know <laughs> Peeling beers yeah. labels. But if you got empty water bottles, leave them for me. I got to. Carrie thinks it's one. a good idea. She thought it was smart. Yeah. <laughs> I've thought about doing it. I haven't actually done it, for the record. Oh. 
I might I might try it though. Just admire something. I mean, just to, just admire something. Yeah. Not a big deal. Well, you can't get arrested for like yeah, that episode you... of uh, <laughs> Seinfeld when <laughs> they did the cans or whatever. From like, what, what did they do? There was uh so you either don't return cans in New York or, or like maybe you can't in like New Jersey or something. I don't know exact. I don't remember the exact story, but they would like get all the cans from one of the states that you can't and bring them to the state that you can get the deposit. So you buy them. Nice. You buy them and and don't pay the deposit. Then you bring them to over the state lines. Then you get the deposit. There was an episode about it, I think. Maybe I made that up. I don't uh, know. That's, yeah, that's Did you get a grade yet, John, or am I just talking too much? Oh, Michael, you no, get I was me. supposed to. Yeah. Oh, you do. Michael needed to. I'm way behind. <laughs> um, I'm going to give this a 7-8. Seven, 7-8. Eight. Seven, eight. I think it's a good beer. Um, like you said, it, it's also not my cup of tea. I think there's... I think there's a lot going on. I think it's just a pinch too sweet for me. And that's probably why I'm, I'm having a hard time finishing it. Yeah. So. I mean, a second one. I oh, oh, overall, I mean, man. Kate Upton's on screen. If, if you like mm. these types of coffee beers and, you know, with quite a bit of caramel flavor in it, this is great. Try it. I think this is one of my favorite coffee or unique or individual flavored beers i've had honestly yeah. i'm a, I'm a big fan again i don't want more than one can though i don't want more than one glass of this um the the end of that first glass was getting pretty tough to yeah to finish i do like the combination of the car coffee and the caramel the mm-hmm. carf me carf me, carf me. Car, caramel and coffee carf uh, um i don't know i think it's a pretty solid beer i'm gonna give it an 8.1 Oh, in the eights. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. That's odd for me. Get it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. hey, um, hey, well done. Well done. But no, good solid beer. And I'm going to peel the label off and put it in my pocket. <laughs> exactly. Do that. And I, take the can. No, Sam. no. I'm sorry, I, I need the can. I need the can. <laughs> yeah. um, so do we want to talk a little bit about the rankings or just moving on? Let's just call it a day. You want to call it a day? Or did you, did you pull up the rankings? You want to talk I got the rankings. All right, let's talk about them just for a little bit. Okay. One through we're, six. All right. We're keeping this short because i know we're a little frustrated we're, we're michigan we're gonna blaze through this gonna, okay all right one through six tennessee ohio state georgia clemson are your top four just on the outside michigan and alabama hmm. i think michigan deserves to be in the top four not gonna lose sleep over it same it'll change it will yeah it's gonna change this week I think it might be like college football saying, oh, we don't want to give up on other conferences being in the yeah. talks and, you know, having two teams from two conferences round up the top four. Yeah, and and I think it's they're trying to do like the whole year than now, like, oh, you got to give yourself a better schedule. You and, know what I mean? And like maybe, schedule, maybe Michigan's gotten enough like national limelight with everything that happened after the game that, oh, let's just leave them at five yeah. so it's not like a huge deal. And I don't know, even yeah. though that game – says that they should be in the top four. Easily, easily. Because you throw the records out the window when they play, right? Rounding out the top ten, starting at seven, TCU followed by Oregon. TCU is still undefeated, right? Yes. Oregon, USC, LSU. Wait, what? LSU's what? LSU's ten. Oh, my gosh. What a joke. Yeah, they're helping out Alabama. Yeah. Oh, they beat a a top ten team. What a joke. Okay. I just, yeah. 
All right, let's get through these. Ole Miss, UCLA. I think Kansas. Ole Miss is better than LSU. So do I. UCLA, Kansas State, Utah, Penn State. That rounds out your through 15. All right, so you got Penn okay. State, top 15. I like yep. that. Next, Illinois, North Carolina, Oklahoma State, Tulane. How, how is Oklahoma State even still ranked? They just got beat, what, 38 nothing. Yeah, I think Kansas yeah. State got kind of lowballed there. I just um, don't know how Oklahoma State's still ranked after that. Like, you're, you're embarrassing. You just didn't score. Yeah. To be pretty ridiculous. To be that close with Penn State, I don't know. There needs to be a little more separation. Yeah. I Kansas say, I'm proud of my pick on that one. Which one? I did take Kansas State. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> I love it. All right. Uh, let's get through 20 through 25. Here we go. Syracuse, Wake Forest, NC State, Oregon State, Texas, and UCF. So Wake Forest is ranked. All right. Not that it matters. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think there's much happening outside of that top ten. No, no, there's not. Right? I, think, Honestly, it, I think TCU is an interesting story. I think that um, could culminate into something down the road. Especially with all these teams that are in the top six that kind of got to play each other and butt heads. Yeah, and, and then, like, you look at, uh, what is it, the Pac-12? With, like, Oregon and USC. USC and stuff. I think they still have to play each other, right? I think so. Um, Like, I, I'm sorry, I'm just, I can't get that beat down that Georgia put on, on Oregon out of my head. Like, that, you're Smoke you're not show. going getting to the playoffs, period. End of story after that. And I, that's what I'm shocked that. Okay, State didn't fall even farther. Um, Where's Oregon at? The eight? Eight, I think you said. Yeah. Yeah, they're not getting in. I don't think USC should get in. No. Like, and those guys are going to beat up on each other. Like, I, I just, I don't know. I think they're. What really should happen is Illinois should be a top ten team so that when we beat them, eventually. Well, they might be by then. Uh, who they? Who have they lost to? That's a really, really great question. I think they lost to, like, Indiana or something. Purdue? <laughs> I don't even remember. How many losses do they even have? They have one. They have one loss, and that was to Indiana? Is that correct? I'll let you know. I'll let you know. It quicker. is to Indiana. <laughs> Week one. Oh, Damn yeah. It. I forgot. That was, uh, was that the only? Or no, Northwestern 20. had a game against uh, Rutgers or something. Week Northwestern one. There played were two, Nebraska. Two, Nebraska. There were two Big Ten teams. Yeah. And, they had, and yeah. they had that riveting win against Iowa, 9-6. Oh. High scoring. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, I mean, I would love for Illinois to be, you know, top seven by the time we cook them. Please. But anyways, moving on, right? We're done. That's our top 25. That was episode 179. Thank you guys for recording. I think 180 is coming up Thank next. you all for watching and listening. We'll talk to you next week, if not sooner. Peace. You've been listening to State of My Sports. From the Red Wings to the Lions, to the Tigers to the Pistons, to Michigan and Michigan State, and everything in between. We're talking about it. And don't forget the beer.
We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. In the meantime, hook up with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch at State of My Sports with an M-I. We'll see you next time.